son, where'd you find this? Friday night, and here, once again, break time blunt, my last one, my last one, I got four joints, this is my last one for the weekend, alright, birthday weekend. This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. Poor kids are just as bright and just as tall as white kids. Friday evening, I would say Friday night, but yeah, pretty much Friday night. It's 6.39 p.m. for me right now. We've made it through another week, and I gotta say it for the sake of saying it, I'm back. 
with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. Alright, so luckily today was a pretty easy day besides people, the stragglers not leaving. And it's like me, I, I already have things like in my head, I already have things mapped out. Now, things don't always go as planned, I understand. But that's why I have plan A to plan Z, right? If people stayed a little bit longer, then I would have had to start at 740 instead of 640. Right? But yeah, man, this fucking week. Tougher than most weeks, I gotta be honest. Tougher than most weeks. Um, This is the 22nd, right? 22nd, September, birthday in four days. My pop's birthday is tomorrow, but I'm broke. I don't got money. I ain't getting that nigga nothing until I get paid. What the? But, uh, yeah, his birthday is three days before mine. I guess parents are having a get-together. You know you know what that means. It, and it's like, it's I'm cool with it. I don't have, like, I don't celebrate birthdays like that myself, so I'm cool with it. But family always want to have people over like people that I don't really care to see you know what I'm saying like if you want to give me a birthday present tell these niggas to stay home what the but yeah I got a little get together or whatever tomorrow that doesn't mean shit to me I'm gonna uh still be doing episodes I'm very very safe this time around when it comes to conserving my chronic I have one blunt remaining I have four blunts rolled at the house, so I know I got two blunts. I mean, I got, no, I got four joints at the house. I wish I had four blunts. I have four joints at the house, okay? I got $21 and some change on, um, in in, in store credit at my dispensary. So my goal is to try to get like 20, maybe 30 bucks, get an eighth, and kind of sit on that or, or just wait, save, save that shit really for my birthday. Or I realized that if I go to the dispensary on my birthday, I get $10 off. I just realized that anyway, all that shit out of the way. I got, you know, a birthday ahead turning 35 another year. You know what I'm saying? Just like work another day, another dollar. Nothing's changed. I'm not upset. It's, it's hard for me to say that I'm upset really about anything. Um, I'm grateful for what I have, the opportunity that I have. I'm really grateful for the podcast. I'm grateful to get a chance to say what's on my mind, although I may not articulate it the way that people would like it to be articulated. But I said it. nigga. You know what I'm saying? So we got we got episode. You know, I, I don't I don't come on here to just talk. Although the last episode was an hour and 40 something minutes. All I was doing was talking, but I was spitting facts, depending on if I get into the spirit. If the Lord is with me tonight, then we will have a similar type of episode. We got twenty nine minutes and twenty four seconds of content to go through. 
I don't give a fuck if I have to, you know, if I have to end this at like 830 and then kind of play catch up with the work I'm doing. I don't mind doing that. You know, as long as I get a chance to say what needs to be said on this episode, I'm fine. Um, we got a video from, you know what? Hold up. Did I go through that? I don't think, wait, let me make sure. Let me make sure. Hold up. This guy pretended to be rich. The woman was married, but started a relationship with him. She left her husband and then she found out that he was a delivery boy. He was my soulmate. Okay, okay, okay. We went through that last episode. My bad. I'm black. Like I said, man, it's been a tough week. Nothing like crazy tough, but you know, it's been a busy week. 16 minutes. Oh, man, I made that mistake. I knew something told me I should have grabbed something else, but I just didn't. And I'm kicking myself in the dick because of that. But we'll try to make something work. We do have um, Doc Rich. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to have my uh, political episode anyway. So this is my political episode, right? I do have auto rotation on, and I don't know why phone is not rotating. Am I making sure my... Okay, I'm making sure my phone is still charging. I was literally about to break my phone. If my phone would have stopped recording because I turned my phone sideways, I would have broke my phone. Not to mention my phone is on, is that 34 or 44%? 44%, my phone's on 44%, so that's great. Um, scratch the 29 minute. Uh, this is a 16 minute video, 12 seconds. If I'm connected, if I can get connected, then I might go through a couple of videos after. But this video is called When the Grift No Longer Works, They Get Desperate. When the Grift No Longer Works, They Get Desperate. Talking about the good old Democratic Party. The blacks. How they deal with, you know, minorities and people of color and whatnot. I prefer to just be called black, so I, I will just throw that out there. Don't call me an African-American ever in your life. I will slap the shit out of you, right? And, and look, this is why, and I said this before, I'll say it again. I said it several times. If, if a white person can't identify himself as a European-American... Why should I identify myself as an African-American? Simple question. In fact, throughout the lineage and bloodline, the Caucasoids are more, in fact, European-American than the black man in this country is African-American. He has ancestry that he can trace back to a place in Europe. A lot of us don't have ancestry that we trace back to Africa. Now, many people get offended by this, but give me your fucking lineage, nigga. Where do your family come from and, and, and all that shit? A lot of niggas don't know that. So I got, I got Native Americans and niggas with freckles, black Irish in my family. So I know it ain't just the African American aspect, but if you allow these people to put you in a box, 
If you allow these Democrats to tell you that you're the victim and you need special treatment, then they'll be there to pander to you. But let's get this shit cracking, man. Let's get it. We've got one here from Charlie Kirk. It's been a while since we checked out some Charlie Kirk. It's Charlie been, Kirk. Been quite some time. But Turning Point. Know, I thought I'd double. I think Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA. Shout out Turning Point USA. He white. Oh, he a white. Okay. Uh, Turning Point USA was a big factor when I when I started to understand what was going on. The reason I say this is because there really wasn't that much going on politically with black folks outside of Obama, meaning when Obama pretty much left office, it was as if most black people went right back to their normal lives. But for that time period, maybe like a year, year and a half to three year time period, black folks did become more political because of Obama. I myself became more interested in politics because of Obama, not for necessarily any positive reason, but I give credit where credit is due. Right. But during the time when Obama was was getting out of office and people found out that Trump was running. What happened was the attention. Well, first of all, it was Donald Trump um, questioning Barack Obama's uh, citizenship that caused an outrage. Everybody considered Trump a racist from that point going forward. Didn't help him that when he was running, he ran as a Republican, but I'm, I'm happy he did because very similar. And this is why I find politics to be very interesting Two very polarizing in a lot of way presidents, Barack Obama and Donald Trump are the reasons why I'm into politics. Barack Obama was the reason why I started waking up and understanding that, you know, maybe this guy isn't the good guy after all. And going through that whole transition, pause. Then when Trump got elected, it was almost me falling for the racist narrative, and then luckily watching a couple of videos myself without anybody telling me what's wrong with it, what's not wrong with it, and then coming to the conclusion that, damn, Trump, Trump is that nigga. Obama, <laughs> Obama's half the nigga, <laughs> literally, he's half white, you get it? He's half the nigga that Trump is, but Trump isn't black, but he's more black. He's helped out more blacks. Barack Obama. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care. But seriously, Obama's half the nigga that Trump is. Trump's a real one. Trump Trump is a real one. And I support him. Anyway, back to the video. Back and um, I came across this clip and uh, I, I think it's something that we all need to discuss here. Like, share, comment, and hit that subscribe button if you are new. If you'd like to help me out even further with this YouTube algorithm, too, watch this video to the very end. That being said, let's dive in. <laughs> Do you think that slavery and ensuing Jim Crow laws had a lasting impact on the black community in the United the black. States? The black. Some, and that's a good question. The black. So if you, imp if you correlate all the impact of Jim Crow and slavery... I would say that you could generously say 26% single motherhood in the black community in the 1960s. Ooh. So about 26% of all black babies <coughs> born in the 1950s and 1960s were born to a lot. single mother. Okay. Now it's 77%. God so damn it. So I would ask you. God damn it. 
why did it jump 50 points, 50 percent, since the Civil Rights Act as America got significantly less racist? That's fine. <laughs> Yo, Charlie Kirk, man, that's that nigga. He what? I should, I should tell white people, you know, when I call you the N-word, don't get offended by it. Ain't like it's a hard ER. Although a lot of y'all, y'all are some Caucasoid coons because y'all be pandering too fucking much. Fucking Democrats. Stop pandering to the blacks. I mean, I'm black. I'm telling y'all, we don't need it. First of all, niggas like me, I already got my mind made up, so I fuck with Trump. If that means I got to be a Republican, then fuck it, I got to be a Republican. I know the history of the Republican Party. We went over it briefly on this episode to try to re-educate, reprogram these Negroes that believe that, you know, the party of Obama is the party for them. Y'all niggas need to cut it out. We're going to wake a couple of folks up tonight. I had jumped that... Who cares? But well, it wasn't slavery or Jim Crow. It no. was something else. So the only lasting impact that slavery had on the U.S. was that less um, black families had fathers. No, not necessarily. But have you ever known anyone that's owned a slave? Mm. Go ahead. No, but I know a few presidents who did. Mm. You know them personally? First of all, that white man, he ain't wrong. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That white man, he ain't wrong. George Washington. These niggas own slaves, man. Thomas Jefferson. Come on, man. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Cut it out. Come on, man. You can't shot. And see, this is the problem I have with these cookie cutter conservatives, man. They had did a study. I talked about this briefly. In fact, I went over a video connected to it. And they said that of all the presidents of the United States, there was only one president who didn't have ancestral members of his family as slave owners. And guess what, guys? Guess what? I'm going to give you a hit. It's not Obama. Obama's father is Kenyan. I believe there was a slave trade in Kenya or Liberia, uh, Liberia some time back. Blacks are enslaving blacks in Africa. So y'all keep believing the hype, okay? Donald Trump was the only president. <laughs> it's, still the, it's still the funniest shit. Donald Trump is the only president who has old family members who didn't own slaves in his family. Zero slave owners in his family. Barack Obama, eh, Bush, eh. crazy. But y'all keep believing the narrative, though. So, so you don't know anyone that was ever a slave? Well, no, because... <laughs> So, so, okay, I don't know anyone who was a slave, so it had no impact? No, nope. it had some impact. The question is, did it have an impact that is measurable? Number one, the point that Charles, Charlie Kirk is making that 
single motherhood and sort of the, the problems of single motherhood outweighs the racial problem we have in our country as black people. I don't give a fuck who disagrees. This isn't about your feelings. It's about facts. Jim Crow, how did that affect black people? It only affects black people today if they're constantly being reminded. Slavery only affects a black man if he's constantly reminded that in some former life that he doesn't live, that does not exist, he was a slave. You're not a slave today. You're not being oppressed today. You oppress others that look like you. That's what black folks do. But then when the white man does it, you know, all hell breaks loose. We talk about racism. We got exclusive colleges in this country for blacks. Historical black colleges and universities. There's not historical white colleges and universities because we would call it racist in this country. It's almost how diversity works. Diversity is bullshit. I'm going to tell you why. The country is naturally a melting pot. We don't need diversity. We have enough different cultures and, and, and backgrounds and shit, and we don't get along as is. But when you have diversity, and I have the air quotes, you incorporate people just to incorporate them. You don't incorporate them for an actual reason. Oh, we just need a Mexican. We just need a black. Go and find yourself a black. Make him a part of the business so it makes us look better. That's what these companies and these corporations have been doing for decades. This whole diversity hire shit sounds like affirmative action if you ask me. And if you know the real history of affirmative action and you and you are black, you black, then you would understand why that's not a good thing. Back to the video. And significant enough now in 2021, where we saw a key metric that influenced the livelihood of the black community, like single motherhood, that is America got less racist. All of a sudden now 77% of black babies are born without a father, where before it was 26%. And I suppose the question is this, because this is the question about systemic racism, right? What law that is in practice today actively discriminates against black people? That's not the issue though. I still... And I, I, I get what he's trying to say, but that's like saying um, Lyndon B. Johnson never existed, I guess. Right. You, 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 he knows who Lyndon B. Johnson is. So I guess Lyndon B. Johnson never existed and never did the Welfare Act to destroy the black community. Because the last time I fucking checked, that's what took place. All right. So I'm not going to listen to no cookie cutter conservative white guy. No disrespect, but, you know, look at him. He doesn't look like he's experienced life. He hasn't gotten into a fist fight. He hasn't dealt with true conflict as a man. But that's like white people sitting around and, and playing victim. White people are playing a victim now. Why not? They might as well join. Can't beat them. Join them, I guess. That's where all these fucking... Um, liberal feminists come from, right? That victimhood mentality. They align themselves and identify with the black victimhood, not because of any cultural connection, but because the victimhood mentality, right? The black community is being told that you don't have enough to make it. You can't do this without us. 
says the liberals, says the Democrats, says the welfare system, says Section 8. All these things that are supposed to give you freedoms, but it's something that's actually putting you in bondage. Oh, my God. Y'all ain't listening. (laughs) Y'all ain't hearing me. Right? Niggas struggle, man. Like, I get it. I was I was just blessed to grow up with and not to be, you know, not to be cliche, but a, a, a real strong black woman being being my mother. But I don't put her on a pedestal either. There's a lot of things that she could have done that would have made the situation better. I don't shy away from that. But I just never was. I was never in a position to where I felt like a victim in a sense of society, not in a sense of like, like people have done me wrong. I'm not saying that I'm saying as a black person, I don't feel as if I'm a victim. I don't, I don't move around with this belief that for whatever reason or for whatever circumstances, I'm less off than the next person. I grew up, I grew up and still live in a city where I essentially had more than the white friends that I had. What the? They were bums. They were broke. They were brokies. So I I, I, I kind of represent a anomaly, but this is just my perspective. Like that whole racism shit, it's, it's spewed by both sides. White people perpetuate it too. They just have their own crafty ways of doing it. It's like... You're not really trying to unite people. You you just have a statement that you have to you you have a statement you want to address. It may inform others, but most people ain't gonna pay attention. Especially some cookie cutter conservative Ben Shapiro, all these other people. They're they're mediocre at best. They are the average white middle class type of guy. Which, no disrespect, because I don't. You know, I don't relate to it, but I don't necessarily disrespect it. I'm saying it's something that's not going to be well received by people. Not it's not really about cussing, but it's about saying what needs to be said. Like bitches really ain't shit. So it's not it's no there's no filter for that for me. I don't have a filter for that. That is what it is. Okay. The thing, the thing that bothers me about any conversation of race, black people, when we talk about race, it's always from a victimhood standpoint. There's no more pro-blacks like that, like black people that talk about the good shit that they're doing and the good shit they want to do. It's about playing victim, tap dancing for zaddy, cooning, cooning for clout coins, tap dancing for zaddy, cutting the rug. Niggas is doing the electric slide for Massa, all right, just to get a paycheck. That's what it becomes. Yeah, niggas ain't trying to help out the fucking community like that. That's why I don't give a fuck about no community. I don't I don't live in my community. I don't own the community, so I don't give a shit. That's an entity. I'm not an entity. If you think about the black community, it is a entity. You know, white folks, they talk about their town, their parts, their neck of the woods. You know what I'm saying? 
black folks, we talk about the corner, the block, shit that we don't own, a property we don't own. We don't own a goddamn thing there, but that's our block. That's our territory. Oh, what are these white people doing in our neighborhood? Oh, they bought a house. They live in the neighborhood. Most niggas that would chill out on the block don't even live in the fucking community. It's mind blowing. And then they see other people that own property there and go, well, what's this person doing here? Nigga, that's that's illogical to me. So for the community's sake, I don't give a shit. I'm about self-development, nigga. Like, that's what I'm about. If people take heed, they take heed. If not, fuck it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, re- realistically, I don't give a shit. The, the so-called black community can go into flames tomorrow. I wouldn't care. I would actually be happy. Because a lot of niggas, man, they get shit handed to them. And because they didn't work for it and they didn't earn it, they, they don't have any value to it. You feel me? I'm black. I can say this. Nigga, fuck that shit. I'm amongst these people. I am these people. So why wouldn't I be critical about my group or my it's like it's like how anybody else is about their race or about their group or who they represent, except I don't represent black people. I'm just a black person. I don't represent a community. I represent myself. I represent my temple, which is my body in which the spirit dwells within. I don't give a fuck about anything else in this world. Realistically, I'm serious. Money, that's all a part of it. So I'm not I'm not putting money aside. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, money, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's the game, that's, you know what I mean? But I'm not soft-shoeing. I'm not kissing ass. I'm not cutting the rug for butter biscuits. I'm not doing it. Let these other Democrats and, and fucking cookie-cutter conservatives do this. Fuck that. So, so... Here's what I would say to that. Beta. The idea of capitalism and America, oh, like you said, is, is it doesn't matter who you are, show Stop. me what you got, is fresh start. So what would happen if you had like 150 years in a country for your family to build wealth, to own a house, to have a job, to get college education? First of all, <clears throat> the point that he's making makes no sense. Black folks like Anthony Johnson, look up Anthony Johnson, who was one of the first black slave owners. These Negroes been owning properties. They've been had their businesses. Even during uh, even during the Jim Crow, the Jim Crow law days, motherfucking black folks had their property. They had their land. They had their freedoms. That's you don't. Like, people are so stupid that they really believe the shit that they see on television. There were black folks who became the slaves who became Confederate soldiers for the Civil War. Who, because them fighting for their cause, they were freed after. They don't talk about this. (laughs) They don't talk about it. They just tell you what's in films and tell you that, yeah, that's loosely based on what happened. So the black person was just uneducated when he got here off the boat. These white folks can kiss my fucking ass, man. I'm sick and tired of these niggas. These are liberals talking like this. I'll slap the shit out of you. 
but that's all they do. See, these white folks, they cut the rug. They, they're, they're, they doing some Uncle Tom shit. Uncle, Uncle Tim, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever. Uncle Tim. Uncle Tim is like, Uncle Tim is the white coon, right? Uncle Tim is the Caucasoid coon. Uncle Tim, he tap dances, but he doesn't tap dance on behalf of a white person. He tap dances on behalf of black people. So he he feels <clears throat> he feels the responsibility to put on a cape for black people. Mostly mostly liberals do this shit. White conservatives are too busy being white and being conservative. And that's the best way to be. Like me, I'm too busy being black and conservative to give a fuck about other people's views like that. I've sat down circles with people and had these type of conversations. All types of people, so-called socialists, all these people, all these, all these people, right? None of them have logic. None of them <clears throat> on the left. Really, very few of them have logic. If you would have had a conversation with these people about, I don't know, COVID-19 three years ago, these guys were the ones with 10 masks on. They were the first ones in line for the jab. They already have health problems because of it. That's a fucking fact. If you have that conversation with them today, oh, they'll have a different story. Well, I knew something was up. Hey, nigga, get the fuck out of here. These niggas out here idol worshiping Anthony Fauci, for Christ's sakes, talking about they know what's going on. It's to build generational wealth. And then you took another family who didn't have the opportunity to do any of that for 150 years and then set them off on the same even starting point. Is that really an even starting point? And would that not result in some kind of systemic disadvantage? So so to be technical, and thank God I'm well-educated about this subject. So the same thing can technically be said about the Italians. The same thing can technically be said about the Irish. And the same thing can be said about anybody who came into this country around the 20s and 30s on ships, right? They did the same. They became painters, carpenters, electric, well, electricians later on, but they, they became, um, what is that, longshore? Longshoremen? Worker on the docks? They became workers like that. They have gained the opportunity to make that money for their family. It wasn't much, but it was better than what they had. And they built themselves up generation wise to now the offspring of that family is in business. By the way, this is less than 125 years to be technical. So let's be honest. What is it's, That's not the issue. No, you're not going to you're not going to take my race and make us just seem like we're the victims. The Irish had to deal with just as much criticism. They were considered the first American slaves. I don't think y'all niggas was listening to that episode either. <laughs> oh, boy. People, the black middle class was the fastest growing demographic in the 1940s and 1950s. Bingo. Until the Great Society Act and that intervention. It's very... In other words, until... For some reason, blacks became liberal. 
blacks became Democrats. The 20s and 30s, blacks were conservative and Republican. Tempting to do what you're doing. And I'm not faulting you for it because you've probably been propagandized to believe it. That's okay. No, 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 no. Let's get into that real quick. The 20s and 30s, blacks were conservative. Blacks had conservative values. Black people have always been growing up in the church. I talked about that in the last episode that I did, how I grew up in the church. Black people always grew up with older relatives who had faith. And by them and their proper upbringing, going to church, having those things, having value, having morals, right? You had a better opportunity and a better chance in finding a relationship during those times because bitches weren't really hoeing like that. And if bitches were hoeing, they were pointed out for it. Versus 50s, 60s, 70s going up further, all right? Everything happened in the 50s, race in the 60s, revolution in the 60s and 70s, free sex in the 70s. The blacks became more liberals. The blacks became more actual far left individuals. I mean, look at the timeline. I'm not making none of this shit up. So you had black folks who were conservative, who had families, who had two parent households, who had families, who had jobs, who stayed together, who stayed loyal versus black liberals today who are too busy trying to hook up with the next person, get a bag, chase money, tracer. And what happens? The household's broken up. Lyndon B. Johnson. Welfare Act. Getting the black men out of the household for these black women to, to have the extra benefits and perks. Pretty much selling a black man down the drain. And this is why I've said it before. I don't give a fuck how this shit sounds. Black women, at, at its core, when it comes to the problem with black men is, they're willing to be different people two different people, but around you, they're going to be snobby, disrespectful, out-of-pocket bitches. And most black black women at one point were considered the agents of white supremacy. Black, I'm going to say that, y'all ain't. Black women, not all, at one point were considered the agents of white supremacy. What do I mean by that? Well, even in even in slavery time, the attractive black woman was taken by the master and was given special benefits. And in return, she would snitch on certain slaves who were trying to escape and do this and that. It starts from the fucking foundation. I don't want to hear a fucking argument from none of these bitches. Zero argument. I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> OK, so. You know, like I said, take the emotions and all that shit and find a cry closet, find a therapist. Because I think you're actually a victim in this case because you've been misled to want to believe that things you never lived under, never understood, and that I think you are partially seeing had a disproportionate impact in the world that you're living in today. So, for example, if that were to be true, then first generation immigrants would not be able to quickly be able to make good choices and move up the ladder in this country, which I think we have some first generation immigrants here tonight. Now, 
the point that I made earlier. But go ahead. Let me say this. Go ahead. That this <laughs> idea that America is systemically racist to the core would also be quickly debunked by the fact that more blacks have legally immigrated to America since the 1980s than ever were here brought as slaves. Over 2 million blacks from the Caribbean and from Nigeria and from Western Africa have come here. I don't think this is this is difficult to, to dissect. But what I will say is African blacks are not American blacks. In fact, the the so-called African ancestry that we have has been sort of lost within our upbringing within this country. So we've we've pretty much had to rebuild as a people within a country rather than bring the traditional values that we think we know from Africa. Some people just it's it's a fucking shame. People just don't have their true identity. A person who has this true identity doesn't need a group of people to be solidified as that. You feel me? I'm a black person. I'm not an African-American. I'm a black American. I'm an American. I don't need a conglomerate of people telling me, niggas suck my, I know who the fuck I am. Y'all be the niggas that don't know who the fuck y'all are following whatever trendy topic is out there. Not I said the cat. I ain't with that shit. That's some sellout sucker shit right there. To America. So the question is, why is it that in every statistic that you could probably rattle off are black people doing worse than white people? What is it? Well, I would point to the fact that fathers are not in the home because it was 26 percent of black females. Facts. Facts. These were single mothers. Now it's 77 percent. Jesus. You look at the Brookings Institution, a liberal think tank. Uh-huh. There are three things you need to do to stay out of poverty in America. Uh-huh. Number one, graduate high school. Well, because of public sector unions and the dominance of our government schools, that's harder than ever in far too many communities. Debatable. I know people that got like GEDs, they make more money than I do. Legit. That's debatable. Not just racial, not just black communities, not just Hispanic communities. The second thing, get a job, any job. And the third thing is to obviously not to commit crimes, but to try to try to get married before you have children. And so some of what I believe has everything he's saying is is legit. That's how black people were living in the 20s and 30s. But need I remind y'all black folks at that time were more more conservative. They had a better understanding of the Republican Party than the black people today do. And that's sad because we have all the technology to properly inform us about the situation. But most of us choose to stay in a fucking box. Fuck them niggas attributed to the downfall of some of these communities has nothing to do with white people with the neck on black people. Instead, it's the following. Fathers no longer being in the home, the rise of sexual anarchy that came in post-1960s liberalism. What the fuck did I say in the beginning? (laughs) I didn't listen to this. What did I say in the beginning? The 50s, 60s, and 70s was a big turn for blacks and being more liberal to the pretty much far left by the 70s. Come on, man. Move this Come idea on. of sex being 
confined to a marital relationship to be gratuitous and everywhere all of a sudden you've seen an increase in the birth in not just the birth rate but the single motherhood rate and abortion alongside of it i would just ask this question just i'm just curious how much do you think outputs are are based on people's decisions based on the advantages they're born into i mean as someone who's taken introduction to sociology your life is greatly influenced by what the you know, you're the conditions you're born into. But I promise this will be the last thing. Just you say there's less. First of all, this guy's voice, he's such a weak person. You can tell by his voice. Like he's not even projecting is he doesn't have any base. I have to turn this shit up every time he talks. Lives in the home. Liberals. Of, you know, many black families. Yes. And that's the issue. So what do you think is keeping fathers out of the home? I. In a way, I hope this person is black because no white person, and really, listen, I'm going to tell these white liberals straight up, I don't need y'all support. So I fuck with conservatives anyway. So I don't need y'all support and I don't need y'all caping for my community. I don't need it. Take that shit somewhere else. Be that pillar for the gay community. We don't need y'all over here. Respectfully, of course. This isn't really authorized, but I I just feel the need to say this. If this person is white, like, you got to really understand that there is some trickery within the white liberal and people like brothers like Malcolm X was right when it came to the white liberal and how sneaky they are. And how they will just use you for their agenda. Right? They'll use you for their agenda. If you need them, they're not going to be around. Black folks should know about this. In democratic hellholes where their communities is riddled with drugs, crime. And Democrats running the show. That's a great question. Do you think it could be over-policing and police arresting, like, disproportionately? Yeah, see, white people like this are white people I don't respect. The reason I say this is he's speaking on a community that nine times out of ten he doesn't live in. He doesn't know the people in the community. But whatever so-called guilt that these white liberals have, and I think white guilt is just a joke. I think it's all a tactic to just get uh, to keep black people in that position of being a victim and having a slave mentality and having a victimhood mentality instead of a victorhood mentality based. Do you think Uh, it could be? Law enforcement disproportionately enforcing laws in black neighborhoods and arresting more black males than any other demographic. So blacks are actually under arrested and under policed percentage of crimes they commit. We talked about some of those numbers. But let me tell you one thing in particular. In the Great Society Act, we decided as a civilization to subsidize single motherhood. In the 1960s, we told black women, you no longer need to be married to have children. You can get married to the government. Yep. And we saw a dr- What is he lying about? For y'all niggas out there, and I know there's a lot of niggas out there. Oh, that's some racist shit. No, it ain't. 
He, 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 no, this is facts. Dramatic escalation and increase of the deterioration of the nuclear family and a replacement of that of the nanny state and the welfare state. And I would say this, that every single activist group that steps up that talks about systemic racism and oppression, if you look at the data, purely the data, if there is a movement to put black fathers back in the home and to try and challenge the sexual anarchy that came in the post-1960s uh-huh. and had a more prudent and pious view uh-huh. of sexual relations in America, which is a very unpopular view, by the way, for most Americans. But it's true that before the 1960s, sexual relations were at least culturally supposed to always be confined to marital relationships. The more gratuitous that we have been in trying to catalog it in media and in pop culture and in Hollywood and yes, in schools, then all of a sudden you have seen people say, well, why do I need to get married for that? Marriage is the bedrock institution and strong families create strong communities which create strong civilizations. And this is why immigrant communities that have come to America and first generation immigrants, they're able to move so quickly up the socioeconomic ladder because they might not have wealth, They might not have big bank accounts. They might not own a lot of land, but they have the thing they know that will keep them together, which is a family that will not be broken up at any means necessary. I'll finally say this. Let me just say this. I want to thank you for coming because it took courage to ask that question. I'm just going to ask you to do one thing. Please forget everything you learn in Introduction to Sociology 101 because it was likely all garbage. So thank you so much. (laughs) So I wanted to... All right, so before, because that was a lot, there was a lot said. I will give Charlie Kirk that. Was it Charlie Kirk or was it another guy? I used to get him mixed up with Steven Crowder for some reason. I don't know why. I used to always think they were the same people. I don't know why. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm black and I'm slow. I'm black. But uh, all facts that he was saying. Um. All the things that he put, all the things that he said later on were things that I pointed out in the beginning. Just remember that. Just so y'all know, y'all not listening to a fucking a nobody or a square. You're not. All right. I take time, dedication to be as precise as possible in these type of videos. Bitches being bitches. That's just enough. That's like that's a hobby almost. And I'm already shaking that that bug away because it's just kind of it's just it's redundant at this point. It's boring. You know, how many how many teachers and lawyers and women can I talk about joining OnlyFans or there are some porn star. I have noticed there are a lot of porn star interviews out. I'm really thinking about doing that. Because a lot of the porn star, like the, how women get into porn, it's very entertaining to sort of realize how how low a woman is truly willing to go in order to um, obtain recognition and success. And I got to give credit once again to Austria D for uh, he had all used up. So I might have to do an old and washed up series. I got to start bringing series back. I actually noticed looking at um, the analytics earlier, the uh, Tucker Carlson Ice Cube interview has topped the Andrew Tate and Pearly Things interview, which I'm happy 
for? For a couple reasons. One, it's a way of knowing that people are still listening to that particular episode. Even though I'm not a huge fan, I wasn't a huge fan of um, the Ice Cube and Tucker Carlson interview. Not that I have any issues with either one of them. It's just I didn't feel that it was... I didn't feel it was genuine enough, personally. You're talking to a black man who's a celebrity, and he's supposed to speak for black people when he doesn't really live the lifestyle that the average black lives. It's idiotic. Why would you want a black person who's a king to represent you? Wouldn't you want to be represented by the common folk, the people that you can identify with? The people that you could actually see yourself conversating with rather than a person who just has a suit and a tie and tells you a whole bunch of nothing with no results. Address that, too. You know, I, I, I think Charlie Kirk really said everything perfect, you know, but th- th- there's a little something I would like to add to that. You know, I think it's a slap in the face when you have... These white liberals. Thank you. Who are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm spurging out. I'm sorry. I'm spurging out. I'm sorry. I had to do that. Because that that really bugs the shit. You don't represent me. Just like I don't represent you. You don't represent. I, I don't need it. In here telling black people. Yeah, you know, we know you're still down because of something that happened to someone you never met and you never will meet, mm-hmm. you know, a long, long, long time ago. You know, we, we expect you to still be down. What? I, I, I don't know about y'all, but that's a slap in the face to me. Like, so, so you mean to tell me an immigrant can come over here from another country, figure it all out, set their family up, but I can't because of something that happened to somebody I never met a long time ago? Like, you think I'm stupid or something? You think I'm stupid or I'm dumb? Like, you you, you gotta think I'm one of the two. Right? Like, that's, that is a slap in the face to me. A slap in the face. You know? And, and when people say, oh, well, black people are over-policed and, you know, they're both... Well, if you don't commit a crime, you don't do any time. I'm, I mean, it's, it's, it's really that simple. You know, like, I'm sure there have been some cops at some point, somewhere, you know, that did something terrible. No, 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 no. First of all, no. Second of all, no. Third of all, (laughs) respectfully, I don't give a fuck about these cops. Look, man, I'm sorry. I seen too many of them. I've dealt with too many of them and situations and circumstances that number one, it wasn't just circumstances and situations that I shouldn't have been involved in. (gasps) Excuse me. It's situations that I literally was not involved in. And when that police get out of their car, approach me as if I have a warrant or as I'm, as if I'm a criminal, just to ask me about another situation. So, no, fuck these cops. Word up, man. I'm sick of this shit. And y'all, y'all look at, it's like y'all look at the innocent cops. Oh, well, what about these people? Well, they doing a fucking job. 
as they should. They're not out here trying to harass people of color and just harass people in general because they have nothing to do. These cops are tyrants. Not all of them, but most of them. They're tyrants. The badge is like, it's just like cancer. It gets to them. They don't know, like, they don't even know that they're just, you know, cogs in the machine. Fuck them. Of course, we all know. We, we've heard about instances, but those are like this many, you know, people try to take this many instances and try to make it seem like it's all of these. You got one or two instances out of millions of uh, out of millions of, of run ins. Right. Two of them go bad in two situations. People wrongfully, you know, are arrested. Right. Oh, well, all cops are bad. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. What about the millions of others? You took two situations and lumped it upon the millions of others that went perfectly fine. Make that one make sense. You know, the, the, the math is not math in there. I think it's all with experience. No disrespect. I mean, yeah, numbers, numbers and math do do add up and things like that. And that's all cute and all. But if you're in an environment where you're seeing the shit firsthand and you're not just seeing two cops being dickheads, you're seeing the whole police force being a bunch of dickheads, then it's a different fucking story. See what I mean? And with white people, and this is where, this is kind of where I separate myself completely as an individual. Because white people will just look at black folks and go, well, these are just cops. They're just here to protect you. But they may, they may have grew up seeing a family member being done bad by a cop. They may have saw it. You can't unsee that shit. Fuck these cops, man. The same way these cops look at, you think these cops look at criminals and go, well, they're still human beings? No, they look at them as criminals. They're going to try to lock them up or worse. Fuck them. I don't know. Maybe I was stupid in math. I don't, I don't know. But the, things aren't adding up here with that. Uh, I, I, think, I think one of the big issues is the fatherless homes. You need a dad in the home. Simple and plain. You need a dad in the home. Once the dad gets back in the home, a lot of the other stuff will iron itself out. Right? I'm not saying things. First of all, this is true, but this is only a talking point. The man or the father will not come back to the home. It cannot come back to the home. And in this generation, it will not happen. It would only be up to the next generation to first of all be born in a fucking uneven society. You know, if you're imagine being born with a fucking crackhead mother, imagine just being born with just, you know, fucking barriers in front of you. You know, how fair is it for that of a child to grow up in a a roach infested house or a child to grow up, you know, with a fucking shiftless, meaningless family. You understand? that's that's the that's where I that's where I kind of talk from I don't look at it from oh the person's in a bad situation man fuck them they fucked their lives up now they bringing a child into the world in a fucked up situation and they ain't they ain't finna do shit about it they ain't gonna better themselves because they have a child they'll find an excuse to try to get more handouts 
And then because they get handouts, they can have more children. Y'all niggas ain't listening, man. Perfect. Nothing is perfect in life, right? But once you get the father back in the home, everything will start to iron itself out. That's just my humble opinion. I, I, I think I think a lot of these government assistant programs should probably be um, cut drastically. You think? Literally. You think? Really. Because, like Charlie Kirk said, when you have the incentive that you're going to get assistance from the government, you could just marry the government. Well, then that removes responsibility. And I've talked about... And like I just said, you can continuously have kids and continuously be taken care of by the government. This is circumstances that where I know individuals who had a kid, couldn't really afford the first kid, but went yep. on to have, you know, yep. two, three. How many times do I have to predict this shit? Look, look, seriously, how many times do I have to predict it? Video, I didn't listen to this. Y'all know, y'all know the routine, man. I don't listen to the shit that I go over. It is uneventful and it's embarrassing. Matter of fact, just for the hell of it, because I realized today's Friday, right? I'm going to put this blunt out because this is a good half a blunt. Some good ass weed, man, that I have for like over a week. Really good shit. But I don't even got to like I'll upload this shit. <coughs> I'll upload this shit for tonight while I'm inside. Because I'm really going to do 30 more minutes. I'm going to go back in at 8. It's only 7.36 now. We're an hour in. Friday. You know what I mean? It's a fuck it. It's Friday edition. But <laughs> I don't I don't ever want to come off as a person who is not genuine, even if that is at my own detriment. Where I'm so true to myself, it comes at a cost, right? Where I'm not going to get some of the opportunities or I may not get some of the, the chances or the liberties of other people who kiss ass and who go along with the program. I don't give a fuck about those people. I don't respect those people. I wish nothing but the worst for those people. God forgive me for saying that, but fuck them respectfully. Fuck these people. I don't care. Like in politics, my thing is I want to be able to bring it to the youth. I don't want them looking at Ben Shapiro. These guys are weirdos. They're 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 bums. Let's face it. I want to bring the youth into politics and what's going on. Right? I don't want politics to be looked at as just white people shit. I'm sick of it. I don't want it. I don't. And it's not. And it's not to be a racist because I'm. It would be more so me looking down on black people who are not informed than looking down on white people who happen to be informed. Right. Realistically, uh, like I said, my whole my whole thing in politics was just kind of seeing seeing what is truly going on, right? And then making a very important decision. 
And it's beyond an election, even though 2020 had a lot to do with it. 2020 was a very important year because my perspective on a lot of things have changed drastically. More so with how people react to fear and how people react more so to propaganda. And it's almost this mind control type of scenario. And I noticed it more so in the very beginning of things. Um, I can remember March 11, 2020. And I can remember the following day at work, right? The following day at the job and how people reacted and people just automatically coming in with masks. And that's when I knew, like, oh, this shit is serious. It's not serious. And I knew it was just something about it that it didn't sit right with me. Not in the sense that I didn't believe the things were going on, but I definitely believe the causes of, of death and all this other shit, they equated this shit to COVID to make it what it is to make Trump look like the bad guy during the end of his election. Then you got the dealings that Joe Biden has with China and the Ukraine. You got a lot of fishy shit going on, right? China had had its difficulties with America, more so with Trump, because Trump's a real nigga and he wasn't having it. Y'all niggas ain't taking over to trade anymore. We got this. Y'all niggas owe us. Pay up. That's Trump. That's not Obama. I'll tell y'all that. He white. It's not Obama. See, I'm not going to call Trump. I'm not going to be like Jesse Lee Peterson. Shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson. He black. I'm not going I'm not going to I'm not going to steal his thunder and um and call him the great white hope. No. Trump's a nigga to me. I'm I'm done. Fuck that. Trump is a nigga to me. The way he goes about doing things, it's just a surprise that black people didn't see this shit years ago. Now, I wasn't a fan of Trump, but I knew about Trump and I knew he was he was known for for making money. He was he was the guy that most people idolize in this country. Before being president, of course, people like that got ego. But I find it interesting that a person with so much ego has so much energy, have so much enthusiasm and have so much pride for the country. Versus these other presidents who tend to be spineless. <laughs> Globalist, spineless scum. All right. That's 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 the Alex Jones shit. Globalist, spineless bums and scum. All right. Obama. Who do you think Obama was down with? Come on. Stop it. Come on. Come on. Stop it. The rainbow agenda. Come, come on, stop it. Come on, let's be honest. Black people wasn't really with that shit. I don't give a fuck how anybody feel about it. Black people weren't down with that shit. God, I know for a fact, niggas was sitting back wondering, well, what are we going to get something? The blacks. Niggas. They sitting around going, well, Trump was like, yo, here's a $1,200 check, my nigga. Like, right there. like, guys, you guys are idiots. All right. 
Black folks, y'all smoking rock. I don't know what the fuck y'all were thinking. The PPP, stop it. Come on, man. Endless come-ups after come-ups. Trump was giving niggas the alley-oop. Full court press giving the alley-oop. Come on, man. Stop it. Niggas is bullshitting. Niggas is really bullshitting. Like that, like that 1200 wasn't hitting, man. That 1200, that 1200 smacked, man. I took that shit. What the? I, I when I said, uh, I remember joking around. I remember joking around one night. Cause, uh, I had, I had went through the, the IRS joint and, um, you know, put in for that check, that good old stem, that stemmy. I said, I went on Facebook and I was like, yo, if this check hit tomorrow, I'm voting Republican 2020. Right. Niggas was laughing all that shit. Sure enough. Four o'clock in the morning. Boom, boom. Loud as shit. Phone going off. Four o'clock in the morning. Anybody else or anything else that would have alerted my phone and alerted me, woke me up out of bed at four o'clock in the morning. I would have broke my phone and I wouldn't have talked to anybody who have hit me up ever again at that time. All right. I look at my phone. Sure enough, that 1200 hit. Smacking. Took that shit quickly. Bought the Xbox. Still got it to this day. God bless Trump for that. I owe my Xbox and. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. I owe my Xbox and a good. I didn't buy as much weed during that time. I don't know why I didn't, but I remember not buying as much weed. I think my priorities was really set on that Xbox. Cause at that time I remember I didn't have nothing. I didn't have the uh, 360 or nothing, man. Cold world, man. That shit was deadly. I had no, I had no laptop at the time. I may have had, I had a couple of tablets. I remember that I had a couple of tablets, but that was really it. And I wasn't at that time making music or anything. So I was really bumming out. So uh, when that when the STEMI came the next day, four o'clock in the morning, I'm like, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. I was like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, I'm voting for Trump. I was fucking with Trump since 2018. I brought this up before on numerous occasions. It's just at that time, it wasn't it wasn't as if I was. I wasn't. It was no, it wasn't a courage thing. It was just to me, is it necessary? If someone asked me like, oh yeah, what do you think about Trump and this bullshit he doing? I'm like, what bullshit? I fuck with Trump. I'll tell a nigga that off top, correct them right away, rebuke them, rebuke them like, like Satan, bitch. Like fuck you talking about? I fuck with Trump. I don't know what y'all talking about. And I'm black. I'm black. I don't got an afro. I got an Amerifro. I feel like my shit is growing almost every day. Eventually, I'll have to do something to it. It's just for the time being. Like, I legit don't give a shit. 
Like that's just kind of that's just been my uh, it's been my jam for like the past I don't know two years since I started growing this shit out. But um, it, I don't like going back to what I was saying originally when I paused the video. I never want to get to a point to where what I believe and what I represent has to be censored or silenced. I want the ability to say what the fuck I want to say. And I want the ability for the next person to say whatever the fuck they want to say, whether it's racial, whether it's political. If it's not nothing that's promoting and actually causing violence, I don't see a fucking issue with it. I think the people that that complain too much, the people that report too many things, they need their accounts taken down because they're a bunch of pathetic pussies, sissies, simps, feminists, degenerates. All right. You know what I mean? And and like this said, the white guy, it's like, I'm not, I would never be a category of conservative. And what I mean by that is my views are conservative. I I believe more in a conservative way and, and, and think more and live more in a conservative way than a liberal thinking individual. Right. But I don't, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to put myself in a category and relate to people when I simply don't agree with most of what they talk about. I can just say, oh, well, they have similar views in certain things. When it comes to particular beliefs on certain subjects, I just don't agree with them. And I can assure you most of the shit I talk about is things that these people do not agree with. And I accept it because they have their setting and how they grow up and what they know and their outlook and I have mine. Is one generally better than than the other? I think that's subjective unless there's an actual debate and an actual topic and something that people can bounce off of, pause in terms of conversation. I don't really think it's even necessary. Unless you're talking about like most people, like even politics, I'll tell people, like, yeah, I fuck with Trump. And then if they kind of want to antagonize me, I drop I drop facts. I don't go I don't go to their level. These are supposed to be tolerant liberals, and they're the first ones that jump to name calling. What the type of crack these motherfuckers are smoking? That's all they do is smoke crack. Like the uh who's the dude in, in Canada? The crack smoker? He smoked crack too. Just like Hunter, they all smoke crack crack fiends they're all smokers of crack (laughs) they're all oh god they're all smokers of crack alright that's what they are low lives jabronis what's that dude Bill Ford or um not Bill Ford there's another there's a guy in, in Canada, this niggas, you know, he was a mayor and shit. But, you know, on the low, he was smoking crack. So that was his whole... That was his whole jam. That was his whole giddy-up. Hilarious. These are politicians. People look at... It's like you look at 
human beings, just not even like politicians, lawyers, doctors, you know, like not even a position, but a person, a human being like yourself. Whatever he goes through is what he goes through. Whatever you go through is what you go through. I don't believe that there has to be a barrier in between both. But I think there should be some like ground rules here. Like I don't like I said before, I don't need whites caping for the blacks. I don't need that. I'm not allowing it. White people are okay. Black people are okay. The country's okay. Um, The country's corrupted, but the country's okay. Um, The country's ran by someone who's senile, but I guess the country's okay. Depending on what you consider okay, of course. I'm black. Or more other kids when they couldn't even afford the first one. But they're only allowed to do that because... Hey, Uncle Sam, you know we're married, right? Cooning. You know we're married. Cooning. You know, and uh, I don't know. I, I just have an issue with that. Cooning. I, I really do have a problem. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a terrible person for having a problem with that. Y'all let me know in the comment section. But I, 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 I just take issue with talking that about. Bit, you know, of course, I'm respectful of everybody, you know. Um, Fuck them. But when I see stuff like that, I'm like, yo, that's, that's pretty darn irresponsible. Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fuck them. You know what I mean? There's some people, man, and I've said this before with a lot of people, actually. But there's some people that you really have to, like, discard. And not, and not like, physically or anything like that. But people you just need to excommunicate with. But you ever... You ever, like... It's like, it's like coming across people that you grew up with and you used to do like stupid shit with and then realizing that 10, 15 years have gone by and life has taken place. You've gotten to where you've gotten in life. You work hard for what you get. You do whatever you do for a living. Right? You climb whatever that ladder is that you needed to climb to get to there. And you go back to certain areas and you see people doing the same shit that you used to do with them as teens. There's nothing. I wouldn't even say because I don't I don't have sympathy for that shit because that's a decision. Like, I don't even have sympathy for that shit. Real talk. I really don't. But to look at it on. It's like a cycle. It's like on a psychological level. That shit is just unsettling. That's the best way I can put it. It's unsettling to know that there are people that you grew up with that you used to do stupid, retarded shit with. And then, you know, things things have changed. You know, your life has begun. You've done things that's benefited you. You know, everything that goes along with that. And you go back to certain areas in life. And it's not like you go back, like how I say when you go back, I look at it as more of an introspective way of thinking. Where it's like you're able to not relive, but re almost re-experience the decisions that you made and how it affected you in a positive way and how it affected you in a negative way and the things that you can do to better yourself going on, going further in the future and shit like that. Um, I think it's funny and fucked up. Because most most guys... Even even when the like where I think it's like said that 
most people grow up, especially young men, especially people who go to college and shit, they grow up, they come in as liberal. And when they're actually put to task and have to, you know, provide, and it's not about being free anymore and doing this, it's about doing what you got to do to maintain people tend to kind of become more center or even conservative to that extent. Because as a liberal, the only thing that I've seen as a black person promoted to black people in that sort of democratic liberal mindset is here's a handout. Here's a check. Not an opportunity, not a career, not a trade school. Um, nothing to make a person more self-sufficient. Um, things that actually keep the blacks and those who are in those systems, whether black, uh, Hispanic, or whoever, especially the whites. The whites! On uh, Section 8 and all that. They're not giving them any opportunity. They're not even really, um, generally speaking, they're not even really... They're not even really on the side of black people. You have to understand there's like a it's like a weird it's a prison mentality. It's a slave mentality where the people are essentially paid off to be zombies, paid off to cast a vote for the Democratic Party. And I think all these things were put in and set up by design to execute that to where it's a mindset, not just in one black community, but in the average black community especially those black communities ran by Democrats, uh, crime, destruction, chaos brought to you by the Democratic Party. You know, like you couldn't afford the first one. And now you have the second one. The oh, these, one oh, these, oh, these little the fourth one. You know what I mean? It's just like, huh? And then uh, in terms of what, when he was talking about, well, when you have 150 years and, you know, basically implying that white people have had, uh, you know, a large number of years to build wealth and yada, yada, yada. Well, when Uncle Trump was in office, because can't really say that now with the cost of living and everything under economics, right? <laughs> Trump. With the advances in technology and the ability to contact somebody on the other side of the planet, right? You can make some money. You can make some money, right? You can figure something out. You can work two jobs, right? We, we have vehicles where you can get from one place to another uh, very, very quickly, you know, so when, when people say, well, you know, they had 150 years, well, you don't really need 150 years to build wealth. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy. That's, 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 that's not what I'm saying, but it's possible is, is what I mean. But then also, even if I want to take my own personal life experience, and I will, when I look at, you know, some black folks, you know, that I know, right? I'm not going to say any names or call anybody out or make anything specific, but be right back. I look at some black folks that I know. I don't see people trying to build for the future, really. You know, I see, I see some folks who get a tax refund and um, go and blow it on something, you know? Uh, so when you talk about, well, they had 150 years, well, you don't really need that, especially if you are investing your money and putting it in the right places. But when you aren't doing that, 
Like, it means absolutely nothing. And, you know, I, I've seen people just complete. I'm not saying all black people, okay? Uh, that, that's not what I'm saying. I want to make that clear before somebody twists my words. Oh, well, he said all black people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in my personal experience, from what I've personally seen, from some black people that I personally know, that's something that I've seen. Instead of taking your extra cash and investing it or putting it to the side or starting a business and, you know, uh, planning on passing it down. Now, I do know black people that have done that. Right. I do. Um, but I've seen a lot as well that have just went and blown the extra money. And it's just like, hold on, wait a minute. Like you, you were broke. You're broke. You're broke. And now you're going to blow you, you, this check on a. 60 inch TV, like, come on, man. Oh, shit, cooning. Cooning. Right? Uh oh, cooning. I don't know. Cooning. I just got into the car and heard some all star cooning just now. I just took a piss. I had to take a piss so bad. I'm sorry if that's TMI, but Jesus. My kidneys are thanking me right now. Jesus. But, uh, yeah, I just got into the car and heard a lot of cooning going on. I heard a whole lot of cooning taking place just now. Very interesting. Whole lot of cooning. <clears throat> yeah, niggas was like me honestly. This is going back to the STEMI, right? I didn't need the money. I at the time and even to this day, I'm still considered a quote-unquote essential worker. If another variant, if COVID comes out of nowhere like the RKO and motherfuckers is back on lockdown, this and that, guess what? I will nine times out of ten still be going to work. Now, a lot of people were, would say, oh, that was bad. And look, I saw it. I went through it just like everybody else. I'm sure, everybody had their their own experience with, you know, three years ago, the whole lockdown situation, the cough, cough, lockdown, the double jab, how you again, uppercut that they was hitting niggas with. But <clears throat> that was a little humor. Uh, the situation in itself, man, was just no good. And I also noticed uh, a lot of these so-called strong individuals become very weak. And they were following what the media was telling them. I think, was it Fauci? One of these niggas was telling motherfuckers to wear two masks. And you walk out of the house the next day and you see thugs with two masks on. It's like, nigga, no respect. (laughs) Fuck is going on here? Niggas out here with two masks on. Out here looking like fucking Sub-Zero and shit. Niggas with two masks. What the? Niggas was out here looking like Raiden and shit. Out here looking like Shredder. Niggas was out here with, with a fucking hockey mask on. Out here looking like Shredder and shit. I'm sick of this shit. It's embarrassing. That's when I knew, like, oh, this shit, this shit different. That's how I knew this was bullshit. How these niggas reacting? Oh, if you got these niggas to react like this? Oh, I know it's cap. I know it's bullshit. But I was very silent about it until people talked about it in front of me. I did not want to hear it. Niggas started talking shit about Trump. I wasn't hearing that either. Nigga, who the fuck you, who the, who you support? Obama? Unless you gay or a lesbian, he ain't do nothing for you. 
realistically. What the? That's just the truth. He can do shit for you. It's a reality check. Trump? <laughs> Trump, on the other hand? I used to love trolling people. I still troll people, but I don't I don't joke around anymore though. I'm I'm usually dead serious. So when I tell people, you know, I used to say Trump 2020 just to see how people react. But then I was like, yeah, I really fuck with Trump. So people would think I'm uh, people would actually think I'm trolling. But I'm not trolling. I'm no longer trolling actually. I really fuck with Trump. See, all these other niggas including Obama, especially Obama. No spine, no backbone. His wife was running his fucking his whole fucking president. What the? Wife was running the whole fucking show. What the? Y'all heard about the book? Oh, come on. I don't want to put y'all on that. You know the book that uh, Michelle Obama put out where she was talking about actually running? And so now the speculation being, you know, if Biden is not able to run the Democratic Party will just look at Michelle Obama and say, it's her time. They'll pick her and she'll be the one to go against Trump. If that happens, by the way, that might be an issue. I should mention that that might be a problem for the Republicans, for a lot of the Trumpers like myself. OK, a lot of people that fuck with Trump, that's going to be an issue. Michelle Obama running against Trump. Versus Sleepy Joe, Joe's getting Joe's going to get just completely fried. Man. The election is going to be a circus because they're going to use every act that they can, anything to keep you distracted, anything to keep you amused, while they're behind the scenes probably fucking up, corrupting another election. I'm sick of it. Fuck them. By this point, y'all should already know how I feel about, you know, Democrats, more or less uh, liberals, uh, especially white, white, white liberals who kind of fit white people who feel that they need to speak out for black people as if black people aren't willing to speak out for themselves. But then again, seeing a lot of these Negroes and how they've been cutting a rug nowadays, these niggas are damn near doing the cha-cha slide for a fucking handout. Okay. They had this uh they had this mayor, forgot from where. I wish I knew the state. Fucking embarrassment. This nigga was offering cheeseburgers for taking the jab. See, this ain't this ain't a joke anymore, okay? <laughs> he offered cheeseburger. Yo, he's giving nigga listen man. Y'all wanna look it up, y'all look it up. Probably still find it. This nigga was offering cheeseburgers. For the jab. Y'all know what I'm talking about, man. Some of y'all got, like I said, some of y'all got the uppercut. That's the booster. <laughs> the uppercut. The I gotta stop, man. That's fucked up. But it is funny, I gotta admit. I crack myself up sometimes. Y'all get the double jab. That's the two, you know, the two joints. Y'all got the joint where y'all had to come back and get the other one. That's the one I got. 
I don't, I rarely talk about it, but I don't, I don't pretend as if I'm, it's not even that I'm not anti-vax because in a way I am. But for me at that time, I needed the job that I was in because I had just gotten that job maybe six or seven months ago. So I knew that, and I was just dumb, honestly. You know, thank God that I didn't, I didn't experience any effects God willing for the time being, you know what I'm saying? But some people got the double jab with the, with, with the uppercut. That's the booster. Y'all know what I mean now? When I, when I, when I do the uppercut, the, the, the double jab and the booster, the uppercut, that's what I mean. The combo, the combo breaker government shut niggas down, man. They, they brought that shit to the niggas first. And see, I already know this shit because, you know, the uh, Tuskegee experiment and all that type of fuckery. You understand? So I already know how these niggas communicate. These whites. Yeah, that's a, that's a nice plane. I'm in an area that's pretty much in the middle of pretty much an open field, an Air Force base, and something else. So every now and then when I'm in the car... I see crazy looking flying objects. I see one right now. It literally looks like a UFO. I'm not tripping. It might just be one of those um, those drones that drop shit off. But um, that shit looks like a UFO. I'll be in my car recording and it'll just be a big ass fucking plane. That's it looks from where I'm sitting at and where I'm looking. It looks as if it's low, but it's not. And it bugs me to fuck out. See, like this shit right here. I swear to God, that's a UFO, bro. There's no other way. No, that's not a UFO. What is that? Though? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Oh. Oh, I'm tripping. All right, that's just a big-ass plane. With all the lights that it had, the lights almost completely surrounded the plane, so it almost looked circular. That's why I said it looked like a UFO. I'm bugging the fuck out. All right, but it is Friday. You know, I deserve that. I'm not just doing an episode now. I'm doing an episode when I get back from work. So that's just going to be the my official Freestyle Friday episode that I'll just upload tomorrow morning. This episode, I'm going to upload directly when I'm done. All right. I did something that I said that I wasn't going to do earlier, which was outperform when it comes to the podcasting. Um, another hour and 40 minute plus fucking episode. You know what I'm saying? Back to back to square one. You know what I mean? Vintage, lethal, deadly, epic. All right. Back to the old shit. You know what I'm saying? Dialogue. Just basic dialogue every now and then. I like structure sometimes. I like going through um, some of my favorite content creators. Whether I agree with the talking point or I don't. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't really agree... I don't really agree with Doc Rich's talking points when it comes to police, but that doesn't mean I I don't listen to him because of that. 
I can accept that my experiences and his experiences are completely different because we are two different individuals. I don't have to look at a black person and say, you got to live the life that I live or you ain't black. Oh, that's Biden. My bad. (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to do another episode when I get back. It's going to be a freestyle format, freestyle Friday format, mostly because I know from where I'll be at. I'll be able to, you know, go on YouTube and kind of just go through shit on the fly. I'll keep it raw, real, and red pill. Old school, no intro, no music. Just go right into it. Saturday and Sunday. Man. Because I already know when I get home, because there's a part of me no, I'll do something. I'll do something when I get home. I figure by the time I get home, it'll be 1030. So at least. At least I can be in the house by 1130 or maybe even 12. Play some video games until like four o'clock in the morning. I may sleep until 12 just because I feel like it. Y'all don't even know the freedoms that come with. Being able to do these things, right? Some people don't understand the luxuries that come with it. Everybody want to be surrounded by people, right? It's not even people you like. It's just like, that's the, that's the, that's the hypocrisy of human beings, right? Like we, 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 we will sometimes choose. A lot of us do it when we're young. We'll, we'll be around people we really don't even like because we have nothing else better to do. It's at a point, it's like our delta stage in our brains allow us to kind of be comatose while being functional. It's like a hypnotic state. And we'll just be around anybody, be entertained by anybody. It's like you don't you don't really know, you don't really learn from it directly. And then it hits you. Like it hit me one day. Because I remember... There was this one bitch who wanted to go somewhere, but she kept trying to change the time. So after I had got the last message, I just pretty much called her and was like, yeah, I'm not I'm not beat for none of that tonight and just hung up. And I just remember staying in the house, playing video games and feeling as if I was 14 years old. It's, it's, it's a hard it's hard to explain it. It's like being 14 again. So you, you finally have that time to yourself, right? I feel sorry for kids that never took advantage of it growing up, where you really just get to do stupid, outrageous shit just because you can do it. You almost know in a fucked up way that you're not going to get the consequences that other people may get or if you're older, you know what I mean? So it's not it's not to enable kids to do bad shit. I'm not trying to promote that. I'm just saying for me growing up, it was more like that with my peers. Because realistically, I wasn't I wasn't doing crime and doing crazy retarded shit myself at all. So I'm speaking in the surroundings of what I've seen and what I've witnessed. And it's the opposite. So I don't like it's 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 a. And like I said, it's outside of 
more of a Democrat Republican thing. I think it's more liberal and conservative. I don't, I I couldn't subscribe to really anything liberal. That includes abortion. That that includes a lot of things. I think the country where it was at before, where the people did, the people that wanted to come into the country legally, they they went through the process, and that's just the way shit is. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be people coming in by a fucking truckload, going into one city, one open city like New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, take over buildings and get special treatment. It's like Scarface, like, (laughs) it's like Scarface back in the 80s, right? Like, niggas was coming in on boats and shit. Shoot, you, like, you look at Tony Montana, like, the character, like, you know he's a problem. Like, you don't, you look at him and go, like, yeah, this guy's a coke. He's, he's, He's doing something illegal, right? It's not a race thing. But you look at a person and go, all right, this guy's a problem, right? So it's like, you know, you can just imagine all of the, the gang members, MS-13, probably, th- those niggas coming in. They brown. They brown. All them Tan brothers coming in, they're all gang-affiliated, cartel-affiliated, probably. Some sort of network of crime is possibly being established in the country. You know, people always wondered, you know, fentanyl, where did all these places, where did all these things come from? What places did all these, um, you know, things come from? You know, it just so happens that all these areas that these people are coming in, you know, it's not really that far from their region of where the shit is being manufactured and being brought in from. Um, The problem is there is some sort of greed or capitalistic mindset to it, to where it's no longer an issue, or it should be no longer an issue that should be worried about in the country. Uh, people are dropping like flies, black, white, Hispanic, it doesn't matter, all right? Um, and nobody wants to speak on the issue. People stop talking about it for some reason. I find that interesting. I, I smell a cover up, but I'm not I'm not going to just go out there and put my tinfoil hat on, as they say. But I'm just saying. Anyway, for the sake of this episode, that's all I got to say. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, a based edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Shout out to Doc Rich. Uh, Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. This has been the Crimson Capsule Chapel signing out. Peace.